Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 244. John and Wendy talk to Nikki Ramirez. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John? Wendy, I, I'm well now, now that I'm here with you and with Nikki. <laughs> Technology yes. was not my friend earlier. Excited, too, that we are being sponsored once again by our friends over at Namely. So we want to thank them for being with us for so much of this year, but especially here in, in November. And as we start to wrap up the show, we do always want to give them a shout out and say thanks for that. Love Namely, love working with them and uh, love their product as always. You know, Wendy, we've always said we weren't going to talk about chats anymore during the podcast. <laughs> However, it's near the end of the show, and we do want to talk about November chats combined. Yes. The first one is actually, if you're listening to this in real time, it is this weekend. It is our good friend and recent guest, number one undisputed fan of the show. Mary Williams is going to be co-hosting with us a conversation about gratitude, practicing gratitude. We thought that was very appropriate for November. And as we mm -hmm. approach a time of Thanksgiving here in the States, hope you'll join us for that. We also want to make sure that you understand that the second chat of November, which is going to be right after Thanksgiving, it's not the chat. We're nope. going to bring back Trivia Night. It is our quarterly return of the <laughs> Trivia Night. I don't know how we're, you know what, we may put up a poll or something to figure out topic. So I don't get I think that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Give everybody a chance. Quick reminder, though, Trivia Night is not on Twitter. It is a invite event. If you have been to any of our events before, you will get the invite. We typically do that the afternoon of the event. So that Sunday afternoon in the States, you'd get the invite and we do it in the chat time. We had so much fun last quarter doing it. We decided, hey, let's do it once a quarter. And people seem to think that was yeah. a, good, a good thing. Join us on Sunday to talk gratitude with Mary and be thankful for all the things, good things going on. Right after Thanksgiving, the second chat of the month, join us for Trivia Night if you have not attended any of our events, DM us your email address. We'll make sure we get you on the list for that invitation. Yes. But if you have, you're on the list. You're on the list. You're yeah. on the list. Trust us. Yes. You're on the list. <laughs> Speaking of lists, as we were working through our list, the final 10, Nikki's name had come up several times. We'd seen stuff she was putting out there, and we were really excited that we were able to make it happen to get her here. Yes. We agree that she has one of the best bios that we've ever gotten. <laughs> Brevity is the soul of wit. And yes, it is. She has that absolutely. So, Wendy, let's make the introduction to get started. Yes. So excited to welcome Nikki Ramirez to the show. She is the founder and principal consultant at HRAnswers.org, an Arizona-based consulting firm dedicated to providing business leaders with progressive, practical human resources guidance that leaves a big impact. Well, Nikki, again, love the bio because it's nice and short. First question, what is in your glass? Thanks for having me. It really feels like a, a special honor to be here in this stage in the podcast. So thank you super much. And today I am having some Sam Adams, just the haze. So I have been on a journey of discovering and trying all sorts of alcohol-free beer. My dad's yeah. a recovering alcoholic, and so I like to enjoy certain tastes with him. I do like um, an alcoholic beer as well, personally, but today that was super cold and ready to go. So just a haze. I've heard some really good things about the non-alcoholic beer now. Yeah, used to just be Oduels. Yeah, no. yeah, and I've heard that it's really tasty. Um, one of my new coworkers does not drink alcohol, and so he was enjoying some the last time I was uh, out in Portland. So, yeah, I love it, love it. And it's not kombucha. Appreciate that too. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna get heat from somebody at some point. I don't care. I'm, you are. It's, it's our you show. Are. I can say whatever I want. Kombucha was the flavor 
of the month or the several months. And I don't think we've ever had anybody mention a non-alcoholic beer. I appreciate that too. I don't think so. Nikki, again, we were so happy we were able to make this happen. And we know what's in your glass. How in the world did you get your start though in human resources? Like maybe about 50% of the HR pros that I meet in my travels, you know, I have a chance to ask that question. And, you know, about 50% of us or so come by choice and design. And I'm one of the 50% that kind of fell into it after a period of time in operations leadership, where I gravitated toward human resources activities, like helping with hiring, new employee orientation, writing policies, dealing with employee relations issues, all that kind of good stuff. So I was working in a city program in social services, and I picked up all the HR duties for that program, and the rest is history. Wow. You know, John and I are also two that kind of fell into it, but I, I actually, I love finding new people who are who also fell into it but stayed. Yes. You know, because it's, it's different when you stay. So having fallen into it, what led you to first start HR Answers, and how have you seen client needs change since you first launched? HR Answers was born out of my experience working as an HR consultant for a large payroll and HR outsourcing company. Fantastic place to learn about the the art and, and some of the science of HR consulting. So I really loved it. After a period of time as a director of HR, kind of got bit by that entrepreneurial bug. My parents were entrepreneurs. My husband owns his own law firm. And I was like, why? I want to join the club, guys. About six years ago, decided to launch HR Answers org with the intention of kind of addressing some of the gaps that I saw in the offering that sort of the big the big box payroll and in, in HR outsourcing firms were offering so providing some really hands-on support really connected support so like our team will get on the phone and talk to employees who are having trouble and coach them and help them through tough times we jump in and investigate things hands-on you know I always tell my team and remind myself we could be deposed anytime. <laughs> so yeah, I just tried to fill a gap. You know, they're the, the bigger organizations are doing what they do and they're great at it. And we're trying to fill this other need for some real high touch um, human connectedness piece in HR consulting. And then Wendy, your second part, how have needs changed? Is that, was that the second part? I think overall from a tactics perspective, you know, I'm just really seeing leaders struggle with recruiting responsibilities. I think that's probably just a hot topic across the board right now from an HR perspective, trying to find ways to design positions that are attractive to people, both compensation-wise, perks, benefits, workplace flexibility. You know, they're really um, trying to get creative. So over the past few years, I just, you know, I see people's focus shifting from keeping people to getting them in the door. And we have to really work to find a balance though, so we don't lose track of the importance of working on retention while we try to hire. Nikki, I'm curious, how did things change for you from a consultancy perspective during the pandemic? I'm assuming the client needs Mm -hmm. changed. What was that like for you and, and for HR Answers? We've been a fully remote, geographically dispersed team since our founding in 2017. For our team, nothing changed in terms of work location, but as you can guess, hybrid and remote work became the norm. And so from a consulting perspective, we really worked hard to navigate some changing, of course, um, regulations around work and workplace uh, safety and all those kinds of things. But really the biggest need that we worked on that we still continue to work through is designing a hybrid or remote workplace that works for everybody. As you work through the hybrid challenges for the customers, and as Mm -hmm. we've heard recruiting quite a bit, 
Do you think that's going to be the biggest challenge for HR professionals in 2023? If not, what do you think is? How are you personally preparing? How is HR Answers preparing for what you're seeing as the big issue for us collectively? Yeah, I think that, and I was in human resources uh, leadership during the, the recession that you know we had in the, the early 2000s. And so I'm remembering a lot of what happened during that time when I think about our current situation in human resources and in, in business in general. When we think about the challenges that we're facing in this upcoming year, I think that we are going to face recruiting challenges. And one of the specific things I'm worried about from an HR leadership perspective is the idea that we have so many long open positions to backfill. And what I've learned over the years and what I've seen and what worries me a little is that oftentimes leaders will determine that once a position is vacant for a period of time, six months, a year, two years, somebody in all of their glorious knowledge decides the position's no longer necessary and the company must be able to do without it. And so they cut that part of the labor budget. So I'm really hoping that in order to address it and prepare for it, you know, on the preparing for it side, I've been working hard to help business leaders who lead in the HR space, learn to be great influencers and negotiators. So coming to the table and saying, you know, I get it, I see why you might think this, but we are dealing with unprecedented levels of anxiety and burnout in the workplace across industries. And if we continue to take the stance that filling long open positions is unnecessary, we will only continue to suffer the effects of being understaffed and trying to push people too far. Really just kind of working with folks to say, how can we grow in our leadership? And so I've been working on that for myself and our team and helping encourage other HR leaders to do the same. How do I continue to grow as a leader, as a speaker who speaks with influence and confidence so that I'm coming to the table as the expert who can negotiate something that works for the team, all of the team, not just the leadership team, not just the finance team, everybody. Do you feel like those really long-term positions, when we talk about six months plus, is that a skills issue? The budget's there, right? Is it a skills gap? Is it a we're just waiting for the perfect, I'm not going to use some of the terms that are out there because I hate them all. It's the next one. You know, oh, Wendy's mm-hmm. here today, John's here tomorrow, but Nikki, Nikki's the person. Is that yeah. a combination of those things? What's the big pain point there? Yeah, I do think that people wait too long to select a candidate that would be adequate and proficient in their best guess, because we want to start with people that we believe can do a good job. And then people will reveal to us once they begin, if they're that excellent performer that we all desire in our organization. But yeah, when we wait too long and we we are waiting for a, per, a particular type of candidate to appear in front of us, we may be doing that based on a lot of different things that are running in our subconscious and that are running in the background, our experience and the type of person that we're looking for. I think that if we have the budget and we have applicants, we should probably give somebody a shot and and try to work on getting them integrated, get them trained, get them connected, build that sense of belonging and see where it goes. Amen. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's get out there and just hire people. I think you're really onto something there too, because a lot of times what we see is, and we've all heard we're in a recession, we're in a recession, we're in a recession, which I'm kind of like, I worked in 2008 too. This is not, (laughs) we're not there. We're not at the same point. So you see a lot of organizations kind of slowing down their hiring and, and not bringing in the right people. And so how do you help those hiring managers? How do you help those HR people have that conversation to say, we need to think more long-term here. Yes, short-term, maybe it would be good to lay off these 20 recruiters, but what does that do to us long-term? How do you have that conversation? 
I really try to encourage people to work through and identify where there's institutional wisdom living in the organization. So I'd be scheduling appointments with Wendy's, you know, different people who worked in an organization during a certain period of time in the past. So it could have been the recession, you know, in the 2000s earlier, or it could have been a difficult time in the business. How did we deal with this the last time? So I like to try to work through and gather some stories about how we've handled this before um, and it worked. And then also just let's engage in some systems thinking. You know, if we pull the plug on this right now, what happens? The HR function at large is an ecosystem and all of the different pieces of the ecosystem are going to nurture and cultivate growth in all the other places. And so if we pull a part of that ecosystem out, we do have to be thoughtful about what will happen in the larger organization with time, you know, if we um, have a, a lapse in skill or a lapse in talent or a lapse in job duties being performed. So I'd encourage people to really look at the whole system and try to imagine, again, based on past experience, so let's reveal those stories now let's inspect the system and now let's get strategic about how we want to invest our time and our effort going forward. Reminding people we can always adjust course is an important part of planning. So just because we came up with a plan today and it sounded phenomenal because we're super intelligent and we have mm -hmm. tons of experience doesn't mean that we wouldn't sit down in two weeks or 10 days and say, you know what, we kind of missed the mark on something and I'm seeing the effects immediately. Let's mm -hmm. get this back on, on track. So don't be afraid to make modifications and adjustments as soon as right away when you're in, in the process of making changes. <laughs> no, I love that. Great advice. So Nikki, you do speak at a lot of different events. So any memorable sessions, either good or not so good. And what are you hearing from event participants in terms of their needs? I really enjoy connecting with people through group events. So like conferences and association events and uh, thinking about memorable sessions, there was a particular session that I facilitated at the Arizona State SHRM conference, and I want to say it was in 2019 without looking up my, my, my actual <laughs> history on it. And it's one of my favorite sessions. It's called Jerks at Work, and it's a deep dive yeah, into like you know that. sort of what's happening in the workplace when we allow people to just act like jerks or work as jerks unchecked. And, and as part of the opening, I conduct a poll and I ask the audience to share in the poll, of course, anonymously, if they have ever been subjected to bullying in the workplace or a direct witness to it. And in that room with over 200 HR professionals and business leaders, over 50% of the respondents said they had. Wow. That was, I mean, it was just moving, you know, so I would say it's a not so good move, you know, moment in in the world of being out and presenting. I mean, I was kind of choked up. I consider myself like super a feeling person. Like, you know, I don't know, we won't get too <laughs> deep into that. But like, I feel like I can feel people's emotions, you know, like, sure. I, I feel it. I, and so as everyone was having these memories and voting on the poll, I was getting overwhelmed. And so I said, oh, gosh, we just need to take a deep breath here. Having that information, it, it you know, definitely fueled my fire to continue to advocate for people to step in and stop bullying and harassment at work. And it's continued to, you know, just sort of shape the way that I work with people, encouraging them to cultivate workplaces that their people love. So that was pretty memorable in a, a roller coaster emotional type of way. <laughs> 
from event participants, what we're hearing out there is they're really happy to be back together. They're nervous mm-hmm. going into the cold and flu season if they're going to catch yeah. the flu or some other something on site, but they're excited to be there. And people are really interested in making new friends and, you know, being a part of community right now. So, you know, kudos to you all. And, and thanks for the work that you do in that space, you know, creating and cultivating community in all types of venues. To that end, Nikki, it is about you, but we want to make it a little bit about us. How exactly <laughs> did you first find out about HR Social Hour and why have you decided to take part? Tina Marie Wolfield introduced the podcast, and I want to say there was a quiz, uh, like a trivia activity. Yeah. And I don't think I was able to participate, or maybe I did. I don't know. I'll find out <laughs> if I'm on the list. <laughs> So I know you were plant the, the you were planted a seed in my in my mind, and then last summer when I attended the HR Unite conference in Frankenmuth with Tina Marie and and the, the the members there, there was just so much conversation about the podcast and about the work that you all are doing to connect and build community that you know it just spoke to my own values, and so I you know picked up sort of listening to past episodes of the podcast and you know, hanging out in Twitter. I'm learning my way through Twitter still, but I, and I, and I feel like you all have been really good coaches, whether you know that or not, I've really enjoyed (laughs) participating in some of the activities there. Awesome. We'd love to bring in new people and and teach you the ins and outs of it for sure. One of the things that we have done, Nikki, is we've outsourced some of our work. Past guest Jennifer McClure asks, what are you most proud of in terms of your career accomplishments? So I think the thing that I am most proud of is really the fact that I've been able to build a successful team of HR professionals. I did work as a director in the past and had a great team um, when I worked as a director. But this team that I have right now is just, I did just knock my socks off every day. And so to be able to play a role in their development and things like that, I just, I love it. So building a team is definitely my, my moment With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. Running HR for a mid-sized business means you need software that can keep up with all you do, so you can focus on strategy, culture, and keeping your employees happy. You need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that makes life easier for your employees, your management, and you. Namely's HR platform covers your essential HR and compliance needs in one place. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely's all-in-one integrated platform is designed to be used by everyone every day. With a mobile app and elegant UI, Namely lets employees request PTO, appreciate peers, review their pay stubs, even answer their own HR questions. Namely offers it all, from onboarding and payroll to time tracking, benefits, employee engagement, and so much more. You'll finally have the time and data you need to drive the initiatives your company really cares about. We want you to simplify your HR processes with Namely, so we've arranged a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get a free month of unlimited access to Namely's all-in-one HR platform by visiting namely.com slash HR Social Hour. Thanks again to Namely for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Nikki, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? I wanted to be a classroom teacher in elementary school. I don't know that we've gotten that specific. I think we've had a teacher, but not think so. not elementary teacher. Yeah. So being a trainer in the workplace feels a lot like that sometimes. So I think I got <laughs> <I'll bet>. that. <laughs> 
That is why I got into HR after teaching is that I, I said, oh, I'll be a trainer. And everybody said, you get a degree in HR. I'm like, I just went to school for all these years. Forget that noise. And look what <laughs> here we are now. Get to it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nikki, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year you think more people should know? I met um, a pretty inspirational member of the HR community here in Arizona, Dr. Karthik Ramanan. Um, simply Dr. K for short. He is a doctor of naturopathic medicine here um, based in Arizona. And he is an emotional health mentor who is on a mission to help end burnout for ambitious high achievers. So his personal story is moving. He was kind of a Wall Street, you know, uh, hustle and bustle young professional and he was burning out and not feeling well physically. So he found his way to what he's doing today. And he has such a combination of his skills as a naturopathic doctor and, you know, someone who cares about mental health and is passionate about mental health. And that pairing is, is just incredible. Nikki, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? So in my HR career, I would say, don't let other people dictate how you use your time. Be an advocate for your own time and energy. I like that. Nikki, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community or even to your community at large? Well, community at large, I would love to share that I have been volunteering for with Junior Achievement since college. So over 25 years, um, on and off. And I particularly enjoy being a facilitator in the high school classroom for a program that is called You're Hired. And it helps high school students prepare for networking, resume writing, and interviewing. So I would encourage anyone to check with their local JA chapter and see if they can get involved in the You're Hired program. My mom was a teacher, was very active in JA, actually got me my first job before I went to college. The gentleman that she worked with in her classroom hired me to deliver furniture all summer before I went to college. So yeah, I have a a soft spot in my heart for JA as well. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Nikki, what is your favorite movie? Um, So this was a funny one to think about. And I love listening to everybody else's answers on the podcast. So I have a movie list growing just out of your podcast, by the way. Mine is probably going to reveal something about my personality, which I've never analyzed, but it's Madagascar. <laughs> if I, and I had to, I had to rephrase your question and say, if you could just put on one movie once a week for the rest of your life, what would it be? And so it was Madagascar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I particularly love the scenes where the penguins are in the movie and there's one where the uh, plane is going to crash. If you've ever seen the movie, the plane is going to crash and the Mm -hmm. alarm is blaring. And one of the penguins grabs the operations manual and smacks the alarm and says, there, took care of that and throws the operations (laughs) manual out the window. (laughs) And I just feel, I I relate to that. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. (laughs) We we quote that one and the one where they're in the circus. I can't remember which one that is. We quote those two quite a bit in our house, yeah. I just remember the cartoon, the penguin cartoon, because my kids yeah. watch that one religiously. Oh, yeah. Love it. The, the yeah. Penguins of Madagascar. Penguins of Madagascar. They're awesome. Nikki, what's your favorite or the most memorable live performance you've ever attended? I attended Weird Al with the Denver Symphony Orchestra at the Red Rocks Amphitheater with my husband and two wow. of my three kids. Amazing. That would have been cool. It was really cool. 
was he doing the full stage show too, production wise? Yep. yep. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, he could have obviously been on with his catalog. He could have been on for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. it's it just so fantastic. Oh, I have to check. I, w- I really want to see the movie with uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing him because it's just blows my mind a little bit. Harry Potter. And I know, I mean, he's done other things that I've enjoyed him in, but Harry Potter doing Weird Al. It has nothing to do with what Weird Al's real life is about. It's entirely. I, I know. I mean, that's just that's that's the whole thing. That's just kind of. Which would I think that's what makes it funny? And it's on Roku channel for crying out loud. Roku. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As a Roku user, we are looking forward to it. As we record, yes. it actually premieres on the fourth, so it is out. If you have Roku, you want to see okay. uh, Harry Potter playing Weird Al, and yeah. shenanigans are bound to ensue. I'll have to. We are Roku folks in our house, and I think I really think it's something my girls would enjoy too. So, but I'm I'm a little jealous that you got to see him live yeah. because I just yeah, Weird Al is part of our you know our childhood and our high school years and and all of that uh, in a way that other artists are and in different ways. <laughs> that that's his whole shtick. So exactly, it the is. Other artists are it in is. different ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, Nikki, if you could be on any TV show, either as yourself or a character, what would it be? I don't watch a lot of TV just because I'm, I, I do save my time for movies. <laughs> uh, so I wanted, so I want to be the morning news person who gives the weather. So in Arizona, that's Iris Hermosillo. So I would like to be Iris Hermosillo and be the meteorologist. <laughs> Sounds like a good gig in Arizona, quite honestly. ABC 15. And yeah, I mean, you know, whether she's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It, you know, it's kind of a low stakes job. (laughs) Well, and and do you guys, I mean, it's Arizona, so I don't know your desert. How much like severe weather do you have where, you know, where I'm at, we have tornadoes and blizzards where John is, there's hurricanes and tropical storms. I don't know desert weather. (laughs) Yeah, well, come visit anytime. Open invitation. Uh, we have extreme deadly heat, of course, in the summers. Of course, yes, yes. Um, uh, and then we have dust storms. We have major okay. dust storms that do create what's called a microburst, which is an upside down tornado. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. So it's very, yeah, very strange. But I'm originally from Minnesota, so I I remember all sorts of blizzardy days. Um, yeah. And we just um, built a house in the Dominican Republic. And so oh. I, we were, we visited during our first hurricane season and luckily our visit was, was quiet. That's good. That's good. To this day, the wildest or the craziest meteorologist thing I'd ever seen. And I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but it was almost 30 years ago when I lived in Kansas city, the evening meteorologist was also the timpani player in the Kansas city symphony. And so he would show up, he would show up in tuxedo after oh a concert gosh. to do the weather. It was the do craziest. The <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he just showed, yeah, he had a gig tonight. So yeah, he played the timpani. And oh then he, it, my it, gosh. It was, it was, never seen that anywhere else. Phenomenal. Well, and from an HR perspective, I love the idea of letting people show up in their entirety. Right. Like, so he's coming right, in and right, he's right. like, I'm in, I'm in a tux tonight. I get it. That's not the normal attire for the show. I think that's the height of class for the, for the television news. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's awesome. Recently it was announced it's going to be Nikki Ramirez day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Well, it's going to be messy, um, John and Wendy, but we're going to jump scare people with silly strings. <laughs> 
had a going away party one time and they silly stringed me on the way in. They jump scared me. And that is one of my like moments of like most adrenaline and most enjoyment. (laughs) That is a first, Nikki. That that is a first. That is a first. I encourage people to try it out. (laughs) I want to share that with my family and I don't want to share that with my family for very obvious reasons. My family loves jump scares, so that would be high on their list. Maybe after winter, so it's outside. Yeah, good plan. Good plan. All right. Well, finally, Nikki, as mentioned earlier, we are outsourcing. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? Well, without revealing any real names, (laughs) what is something that someone told you or taught you at work that turned out to be untrue. Ooh. I like that question. I like that a lot. I would have to think. I know there's lots. I would just have to kind of think of which one to pick. (laughs) I was taught early in my career that you shredded all the I-9s after one year. person still working in the industry since we're not naming names yes wow oh my god wow so interestingly enough one of my very first official hr trainings where they brought in an outside person to train us on was i9s and how to do them and proper and and all of it so that would have been years ago yeah at least 20 years ago because it was before i got married but i remember sitting and they brought in a in uh an attorney and the whole bit and i just flabbergasted the huge like this was not a small organization either (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's a tremendous question we usually don't have people answer the question so that's even better no (laughs) i love that i love that so much oh i'm just flabbergasted (laughs) people bless them they may not be doing things the right way and that is why we all stay gainfully employed Thankfully, is it yes. uh, we can help address that. Nikki, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm so appreciative of you making time for us and being part of the community. And mm-hmm. I know most of the listeners are probably connected with you, but those that are not, best way from reach you out there. Sure. Well, I'd love to see um, a connection request on LinkedIn. So you can find me as Nikki Ramirez there. And I am trying to learn Twitter. So you can find <laughs> me at, at Ask HR Answers. We will have all that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there. Uh, best way, as always, on my blog, MyDailyJourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Well, once again, thanks to Namely for sponsoring this episode and the entire you, month Namely. of November. Namely.com slash HR Social Hour to get your first month free. As for me, JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. For the show, HRSocialHourPodcast.Podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow, because as those new episodes come out, you will get them if you're following or subscribing on whatever platform you're on. Friendly reminder that we have opened a SpeakPipe page. If you'd like to leave us a message for the last episode, you go to SpeakPipe, you click record, you talk right into it for a minute or two, and then it'll come to me, and we're going to put all those uh, messages in that in episode 250. Be sure to check that out. And that goes for international listeners, too. That page yes. is available to anyone. Unfortunately, international listeners, we're probably not going to be able to have you on the show, We'd still love to talk. You're always more than welcome to take part in the chat, and we hope you reach out. Nikki, again, appreciate you being with us. And so, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. 
And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.